Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So today on the show, obviously we're going to look back at the NFL draft, but specifically we're going to look at which teams in each division had the most interesting draft. And I, I say interesting, but we're not looking at the best or the worst necessarily, but the ones that stood out for their approach or for the players they selected or for what the draft says about the direction their franchise is headed. I'm going to pick one team from each NFL division and weigh in on the draft and again, talk about what teams I thought were really interesting in how they conducted themselves over the weekend. To the AFC South, let's talk about the Titans. Tennessee had a really interesting draft. They moved to upgrade their offensive line in round one by taking Peter Skaronsky, the, the highly rated tackle, or maybe he'll be a guard. A lot of people think he'll be a guard from Northwestern. And it made sense. You know, they averaged the fourth fewest yards before contact in the run game last season, which means they weren't getting much of a push and that Derrick Henry was getting hit early and often and had to rely a lot on his tackle breaking ability to make yards. And Skaronsky should definitely help in that department. It was in round two, though, that the Titans really made their interesting move when they traded with the Cardinals to jump up to nearly the top of the round to take Will Levis, the quarterback from Kentucky, who fell out of round one after speculation from just about a week ago that he could be the top overall pick. You know, the, the Twitterverse went nuts when a rumor circulated on the Monday before the draft that Levis was going to be Carolina's choice. He went from a 40 and one odds to be the top pick all the way up to four to one. And then he had to sit there through the entire first round in the green room as his name was never called. I mean, honestly, it sucked to watch it. And yet, it's all a part of what makes the draft so compelling. So Levis is interesting. He's a polarizing figure. Some people love him, and they suggest he's a prototypical modern NFL quarterback. He's big, and he's strong. He's got a cannon of an arm. He can move. He's got some swag in him. I mean, I've heard some people say that maybe he's going to be a poor man's Josh Allen. Other people say that that swag really crosses the line from confidence into like Baker Mayfield annoying everyone around him. Or that he has just average passing instincts and that the 23 interceptions he threw the past two seasons at Kentucky is a huge red flag in terms of his decision making. 
And the thing for the Titans, the thing that makes this so interesting is that they're not going to know which one they have until Levis takes the field. And when he does, there will be this fascinating question. Will he be closer to Allen or closer to Malik Willis, who was last year's big quarterback investment for the Titans, who was so overmatched by the pro game that he seems like he could be on his way out of Tennessee after just one year. It's a big gamble. And it's one Tennessee was willing to make because Ryan Tannehill, dependable as he's been for the past several years, is now 35 years old. And it doesn't look like he's taking Tennessee to the Super Bowl anytime soon. And side note, I always I still think of Ryan Tannehill as a young quarterback. And the fact he's 35 just kind of blows me away. So the Titans need an answer for what's next. And they're hoping that Levis is it. And honestly, I don't know if he is or not. But I, I will say this. I did like how Levis competed against the big dogs in the SEC with a roster at Kentucky of inferior talent. When you're always competing against teams that are better, it's really a test of your character. Some players grow frustrated with it. You know, they start throwing teammates under the bus. They make it all about themselves, et cetera. But others dig in and go harder. And Levis really seems to have fit that second category. So while he may be cocky, and he may put mayonnaise in his coffee, which is quite honestly one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard of. He's also likely to be a great competitor, and that should work in Tennessee's favor. On a different note, Tennessee ignored the wide receiver position in the draft until round seven, and that was totally perplexing. I don't get that at all. The Titans spent a number one pick at the position last year on Traylon Burks, who I really like, but they're going to need him to be their top guy in 2023, and that's asking a lot. I, mean, I think Burks is a is more like a Debo Samuel than a Justin Jefferson prototypical number one. And he's best when he's being used as a Swiss Army knife and when he has a good supporting cast around him. But Tennessee emerges from the draft with a bunch of guys you've never heard of around Burks. They spent their third round pick on a backup running back when there were still some pretty good wide receivers on the board, as well as Washington, the mammoth tight end, who would have looked good in Tennessee's offense. I'm not questioning the Levis pick. I get why Tennessee did it. But whether it's Levis, Tannehill, Willis, whoever at quarterback, they need help on the outside. And they don't really have it. 